to the Naked Gaming Podcast with me, Lee Milner, and... No baby this time. Chris Barrow. Uh, yes, no baby. Baby is in bed. <laughs> Finally. Three baby monitors. We've got three baby <laughs> monitors, two gin and tonics, and one blackout blind. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to parenting. <laughs> <laughs> what did you tweet today? Oh, well, today I bought some nappies and some gin, and I said that this is parenting. <laughs> what a combination. It's so true. It's like my friend um, Karis came around the other day, and she saw on the the drying rack. We've been through this before. What is it called? The clothes horse. No, 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 no. What you put your dishes on. What is that? So this is what happens when you have a baby. You can't think of like words to describe things. Like you go, oh, what's that? Um, that's that it thing. Is the that, that... It is the... <laughs> What is that called? What is it? Surely going to edit this out later. No, I think I'm going to leave it all in. <laughs> drainer. <gasps> a drainer. A right, okay. Dra- a dish okay. rack or okay. a kitchen drainer. So my friend Karis came around the other day and she saw on the drainer bottles and then next to the bottles... What, you mean baby wine, bottles? Yes. Yeah. Wine glasses. <laughs> she was like, that is the definition of parenting. That was a really long-winded way of saying that story. Sorry, but I apologise. the fact that he's gone to bed in his own room now, (gasps) has opened up some serious gaming time. Yes, finally. (laughs) Last time we did the VR special, if you remember, Mm -hmm. and um, what happened to the VR, PSVR 2? Where is it now? Is it in the attic? I don't know. I think we stored it, didn't we? I don't know. You haven't binned it, have you? Probably. I know what you're like. Everything ends up in the bin. (laughs) So that's in the attic, um, but we have got more gaming time now, which is good. Yeah, because he goes to bed at 8 o'clock. Yes. And if he's a good boy... He normally sleeps quite well. He wakes up once, maybe in the night. Yeah. And then what time does he wake up this morning? Nine o'clock. Nine a.m. I feel like a new <laughs> woman. <laughs> That's why we're doing the podcast today. <laughs> we finally got the energy. It's been a little while since the last podcast. Um, there's a couple of things I've noticed uh, gaming wise. So I took Little Mini Man to the shop, uh, Smith's Toy Shop, the other day. Is that his, um, his new nickname? Mini Man, I yeah. Like Mini Me. Oh, I like that. And I was wheeling him around in his old uh, push chair thingy. And mm. there was so much stuff. I was like, I'm going to buy him this. I'm going to buy him this. I saw a dad buy his son a PlayStation 5. I was like, that's going to be me. But it'd be like the PlayStation <laughs> 20 in, in, yeah. in, in those years. And then I saw some Nerf guns, right? But all the Nerf guns, were this is new, mm. were branded with Fortnite branding. Oh. So they were like, you know the guns you get in Fortnite, like the sniper rifle yeah. and the shotgun or whatever. Mm. All the guns had Fortnite, Fortnite? <laughs> Fortnite branding <laughs> on them. Fort Nerf, that's what they should have called it. Oh. That's good, isn't it? Oh, um, so there's that. And the other thing is, you know how you love Beat Saber, right? I love Beat Saber. And recently I played the um, Switch Out of Mine and the Rock, yes. the rock Pack. We're going to see them soon. Guns and Roses. Yeah. But uh, Beat Saber now has a Queen Pack <gasps> special as well. No way. Bohemian Rhapsody with oh Beat Saber. Oh my God. It's available. Just saying. So after the VR special last month, this we've got another special this time, but it's a sequel special, okay? Because loads of follow-up games have come out in the last month or two. Uh, since our last episode. So we've got Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. hugely anticipated, uh, highly anticipated release, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, oh, yeah. and Dead Island 2. Yeah, there's also uh, the <clears throat> appalling Lord of the Rings Gollum. Is that good? Gollum. Better than the voice acting in the game. Uh, <laughs> and Alex Rhodes has been to the cinema to see the Mario film. Yeah, it's all right. It's my, my two-word two, two word review. Have you, have you seen it yet? No, I do, you know, it doesn't appeal I thought, to me. I thought you would have no. wanted to see that one. Not really. I didn't, Why not? I haven't seen the Sonic film either. 
No. Don't really. I like playing video games, not watching video game films. Mm. Well, that one's called Super Mario Bros. The Movie. Also, if you love Retro Revival, then it's good news because Pokemon Stadium <gasps> is back on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Pills here! Let's check out the news first of all. Here's Lee with her big glass of rum. That is parenting right now. <laughs> By the way, I'm hoping that Theo is going to kick off during this podcast so that we can all hear the baby monitor go. We'll have to... Lee will go... <laughs> And then go and sort him, or I'll go and get him. <sighs> right, ready for the news? Always. So Apple has unveiled their ridiculously expensive augmented reality headset called Apple Vision Pro. The ridiculously expensive headset has a two-hour battery life and will cost you £2,849 of your well-earned cash when it's released early next year in America. Apple's chief executive, Tim Cook, said the new ridiculously expensive headset seamlessly blends the real world and the virtual world. Sony has announced a new handheld gaming console. Now, calm down. It's called Project Q. It'll transmit PS5 games directly from the console onto its screen. Cloud gaming and remote play have never worked particularly well, so it will be interesting to see if Sony can pull it off. There's no current release date, though, just yet for Project Q. It has an 8-inch HD screen and all of the buttons and features of the DualSense wireless controller. The United Arab Emirates. The United Arab Emirates. What are you laughing for? That's, when I read the news at the World Service, that is my it's key. Hard, isn't it? yeah, That's it's my bogeyman that phrase. I can't say it. The United Arab Emirates has announced plans. Shut up! <laughs> well done. I got it in one then, man. Now I've got to do it again. So you just say the UAE. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pro, okay? <laughs> okay. The United Arab Emirates has announced plans for its first luxury gaming resort. Well, the project, costing nearly $4 billion, will be built by a US casino operator, Wynn, on an artificial beach an hour from Dubai. And in Japan, a card game shop has banned adults from buying Pokemon booster packs and is only allowing kids up to the age of 15 to buy them. It's to stop people selling the cards on and they will even check your ID. We have done on this podcast before how valuable some trading cards are. Did yeah. you have Pokemon Mate, cards? did I have Pokemon cards. The shiny ones. Please. All about the shiny ones. I was obsessed with oh. Pokemon. Like, literally. The thing is, though, I don't know where they all went. No. They... Like, I had one of those folders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where they've gone. My mum and dad's probably flogged them. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What's it? Are they in the attic, Mum and Dad? No, we had a clear out and we saw them That's literally all. what they do there. They go like, where, I'm sure I kept Woody and Buzz from Toy Story. You know, the actual, the original toys. They would have been worth oh, quite a bit. Where have they gone? Where have they gone? Where have they gone? Up in the attic, off to the car boot. They're on eBay. That's where they are. <laughs> uh, thank you, Lee, for the news. Now let's have some new releases. There's plenty to go through this month. Uh, we'll start with the one I've actually been looking forward to the mm. most, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Fear and mistrust rule the galaxy. Cal, look into the fire. It will warm you, keep you company. But left unchecked, it will consume everything until there is only ash. 
How could you let the galaxy fall to this unworthy machine of an empire? Hope may feel beyond her grasp. But I think we finally found somewhere the empire can't reach us. Imagine. No more looking over your shoulder. A place that's worth fighting for. This looks awesome. I, I, in re- in COVID, I got into Star Wars. In fact, no, when you went to have some knee surgery once, oh, uh, yeah. I watched... <laughs> I think I, one of the many times when you when I was waiting for you to recover for the day, I think I watched four Star Wars films. You did, uh, you did, and I really enjoyed it. And, I, and then the Mandalorian and all that. So I'm kind of into it now. This okay. is this is my okay. vibe now. So okay. I'm 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 into it. I played the first game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I think it was called before, and this one, uh, Jedi Survivor, is it's exactly the same game. Right. Okay. It's, it runs on the PS5. Yeah. It looks a little bit better. It runs a, li- a little bit smoother. Although some of the animations jerky, which I kind of I'm kind of like, come on. It's PS5, man. It's PS5 now. Like there's so many games out there also, that are smooth. Like and... a lot of these games um, to do with Star Wars are very very similar. I find yeah. it's all about like... the the lightsaber combat. Right. And if uh, that's no good, bin it straight okay. away. Okay. So the big question is, how is this any different? So it's not different from the last game, but I would just say if you really like the last game, it's kind of just more of exactly. The okay. same. The, the this lightsaber combat is awesome, which means that it's well worth buying. And this time, the only difference is that instead of having one lightsaber fighting style, you can have different ones. Mm. So you can have dual stance. You can have them so stuck combos. together. You can have one-handed. All that stuff. So you've got a, a different ways of fighting. Does it look any better? No, I really honestly you think, think from it looks a Star the same. Wars game, you know how much? I mean, God, these games like they're literally like raking. So much money. Millions, billions, you know. Right, you think it would so look much. pristine. It's really good. And if you liked the last one, you obviously will be buying it. I would say that if you if you are a fan of the Star Wars universe, the story is, is it's pretty good, but maybe not as good as the last one. Okay. It's a little bit like God of War Ragnarok. Like the sequel is much more of the same, but maybe just not as special because it wasn't the first sort of amazing breakthrough in the way that they did the Are you games. just basically fighting or can you fly things? You're fighting 99% of the time. You've got story. Uh, which one is it that you can, you have, you have the race? pod racer. Oh, yeah, we did that recently. Yeah, God. It's really fun, isn't it? Love yeah. that. Everyone loves pod racer. Who doesn't? Uh, I would say it's just, just slightly less good than the last one. It's like an eight and a half or a nine out of 10. But honestly, the budget for this game is is like the last one. The characters are, are very good. That your lead guy Cal Kestis is still very cool. Really brilliant actor who plays him. So it, it's more of the same. But I would recommend you know you just get it. If how, you like how, how much are we talking though? It's seventy pounds. <gasps> but there's a lot of game to get here. What? It's on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. Seventy pounds are just more of the same. Well, you can get it for sixty two with EA Play. So I would recommend doing that. Um, it is well worth it though I think if you like a bit of Star Wars lightsaber combat and there's not that much Star Wars action now there's you know yeah. the Mandalorian yeah, yeah, yeah. series coming and stuff but nice little gap filler a little bit expensive but I would recommend it Can we do Zelda now yeah go I'm on desperate then. go Zelda. on then this is uh, the sequel to Breath of yes. the Wild yes Tears of the Kingdom We rely on your knight and that legendary sword he carries. Our last line of defense will be Link. Link. I know why I am here. It's something only I can do. 
Link! You must find me. Does it look the same? Is it the same feel? It's a bit like, for me, when you have these sequels, I'm always expecting just the same again. I mean, the sequel special, There's a, that is the, the question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is it more of the same or is there anything that's better? So, so right, unlike Star Wars uh, Jedi Survivor, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is a, ga- it's a game changer, this. Ooh. So the graphics are significantly better. Better? Significantly better. I didn't better. think you could get better with Zelda. It's because the shading's there, the colour palette is, is different, each area has a kind of Because they usually have like theme. very beautiful pastel colours and it's yeah. all very kind of arty. And... It's brighter this time. I'd say the game is brighter. When you start off in the opening area, there's a lot of gold colours and there's a lot of, you know, trees and uh, autumnal feel and then you've got these robot things that are kind of guiding you through. The problem with this one is that we everybody loved the first Zelda. I mean... Not, not everybody. On the Switch. Well, if you didn't, you're just... Stop listening now. <laughs> you can leave. You're welcome to leave. But for a game where the first thing that you see is the lips not syncing with yeah, the voice... you think, oh, man. I, I was immediately like, oh, come on. Yeah. It, there's not that many cutscenes. Like, would it have been that difficult? Okay, I'm, I'm prepared to let that go. This is why I don't watch the cutscenes. You skip them. Just saying. The graphics are, are better, but there's still little problems. Like, if you've got a big sword and then you walk up to a wall, the sword will sort of cut through the wall oh, it disappear through that. the wall I really I hate, hate that it destroys the uh, illusion I know this is nitpicking right and no, look, not, everyone no, loves this it's game it's not nitpicking right we're in 2023 man yeah. things like this should be sorted it should have been sorted this is the biggest game that the Switch has been expecting I mean, for, for goodness for sake years. we're not like in like 1999 when like Tomb Raider was out and we're like you literally walk do. through walls you know <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah it's a much scarier game um, I would say that the the Right, the whole point of this one that's different, right? So in Zelda, the first one, it was amazing because you could cook special food, you could build your weapons and they broke and you had to keep, you know, grabbing new bows and arrows and defeating monsters and all that on the way. That's all there. But this time, you've got mind-blowing, like, physics. So you you have these special powers where you can glue stuff together. So, like, Mm. there's a rock in front of you and you've got your shield. So you glue the rock onto the shield and it becomes a stronger rock shield. And you can do that with literally anything. So you've got a sword... And you've got a big long wooden so it's stick. A bit more you imaginative. Glue them okay. It becomes like a sandbox, like yeah. a, like like Lego. You can build stuff. Yeah. Whatever you see, you can join it together. You can make a hovercraft out of a tree and a fan, and you know, and yeah. a, an engine. You can build all that stuff. So that's incredible. But I think you're sacrificing that how good the story is uh. for all these physics and these kind of clever gameplay. Now, and the thing I love about Zelda has always been the story. And does Link, who you play as, end up getting with Zelda? That's all we care about. That's all anybody wants to know. Do they love each other? Are they going to get together? Um, So I think the story is weaker. And I think for me, that's a shame because that's why I like playing the game. So if you had to give it a mark out of 10? How can you not give it a 9? You know, it's still this generation's definitive game for the Switch. So here's a question. For, dare I say it, this is where we'll lose people listening now dare i say i have not really played the whole way through of any of the zelda games i know and the old ones are available on the switch i know i've i've just dipped dipped my toe now if you were to if i was to ask you which of the of all of them like right from the beginning Mm. which zelda game should i play that will take my breath Take my breath Take away. Take your breath of Hyrule, breath of the wild what, away. What, what would what would you recommend? I'd say uh, Ocarina of Time is so the not one to start one. with. 
Not this one to start with. Uh, Ocarina of Time if you want the, the original experience and then probably uh, Breath of the Wild after You love that. that one, don't you? Everyone loves that one. But the, the, the thing is, okay, you can put a rock on your shield, right? And they're oh, amazing. You can combine all this stuff together. But then you're running around with a shield with a massive rock on it. It looks dumb. You know, I can put a rock on the end of my sword and I've got a, a sword <laughs> club. And I think, yeah, but this that looks stupid. This looks stupid. <laughs> I look like an idiot. You know, it's not. It's too goofy sometimes. That's all I'm saying. Okay. How much? How much is it? Sixty quid mm, okay. on the Switch, which not is bad. for I mean, it, compared to the Star Wars game, you're getting well, a bargain. You're getting two pounds less if you don't join EA Play. You should just. Are you like working for these guys? <laughs> if only. Stop kidding around, Snake. Zom- you think that z- the zombie genre would be finished, right? Because there have been so many... Well, you, you know, bloody hope so. Left for Dead, Good Left Lord. for Dead 2, Back for Blood. You love all these. Dead Island. What I don't get about you is you like zombie games, but you're scared yeah. to death of them. What, you scream like a little girl. What I like about zombie games is when I'm beating the zombie game, I feel like I'm conquering fear. That's how I feel when I go in to change Theo's nappy. What, and he doesn't scream the place down? <laughs> I have conquered fear itself. No, I feel like I've conquered something. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yes. You have yeah, conquered yeah, fear yeah, itself, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you oh, don't, and if you scream the nappy, the place you don't down. know what you're going to get, man. Mm, it's always fun. Russian roulette. Um, so Dead Island 2 has just come out. Um, this is the trailer. Say something. Uh, I'm not a zombie. Immune. You know you do. <laughs> I'm immune! Now, you know Deathloop, which is a game that we yeah. raved about before, yeah. um, where you kind of... It's really cool. Super slick animations, you play as cult, and uh, you're running through and you're taking out bad guys really quickly and all that. It's like that, but mm. with zombies, and you bash the zombies a lot with anything you can find. So like that a snooker cue. Cool, and I tell you what, um, the beginning and the opening section, the kind of the intro to the game was probably one of the best intro to any games i've ever played since Why? since bioshock one because you believe all the characters the voice acting was absolutely next level you, there's like um, a plane crash and you wake up and, and you're one of the survivors there's a few other survivors with you and you're walking through the fuselage and there's all these dead bodies and stuff and it, it, you you literally believe you're there and then this posh english um tv anchor turns up oh here you go. hello is it you no, it's you. No, oh, it's me. It's you doing your impression <laughs> I'm of a, a fake posh. Posh, eh? <laughs> you doing <laughs> You're your the real posh one. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you know, it's, everything is just so believable. It's like un- unbelievably written. She, you know, she loses her shoes and she's got an assistant and he's kind yeah, of pandering after her and you end up at her house and all this stuff. It's, it's really, really good. I loved it. The bashing the zombies was excellent. I was loving this game. <laughs> and then, and then when you get to her house and then the zombies keep coming and then you bash them in the head again and then. The next lot of zombies come, and then you bash them in it's the It's not one of the games where you have to bash them like 300 times to kill them. Yes, and that's the problem. Oh. As we all know, and I'll, I'll say this as many times as I need to until they start making games like this, zombies die with one shot in the head. Do they? The How end. How do you know? You're like a zombie The expert. end. How do you know? Because that's the way that the, all the films work. No. If a zombie runs at you, shoot them in the head. I heard the you end. had to shoot them in the head and then in the private parts. Is that how you're going to play this game? I mean, that's just what I was told as a kid. <laughs> by, by who? Is it by strangers? Or by... <laughs> strangers. Your parents <laughs> raised you in a strange I, way. I grew, I grew up in a Wakefield, man. <laughs> yeah. Is that the, the, the Wakefield advice? Go for the private area. Always, always. always. Okay. Anyway, we're going on a tangent. So 
Yeah, so it, it, it's it one became, of those games again. It became stale, and it was such a shame because it was honestly, oh, I was I was God. ready to sink about fifty hours into this. But couldn't you like change the difficulty? No, it, it was. It's not really that. It's just the way that they've designed right. it. Like right. you end up, you have to kill twenty zombies to do this. You run, you start running through areas thinking I'm not going to fight the zombies because. I don't want to. No, I'm going to try and yeah. sneak past them. And then you think, well, hang on, why am I playing? You know, there's no point to this game then. It, it, it's lost the whole thing. And then later they bring in guns that are just like a bit of rubbish. And you think, well, this is... it. Just It's like a huge slide from the awesome opening. But if you've got literally free money yeah. to burn, play the beginning because the first hour was some of the best gameplay I've really played for a very long time. It started off as a 9 out of 10 and it slid down to about a 7 or a 6 out of 10, to be honest uh. with you. Um the characters were brilliant, though. So even better characters in this yeah, than in Star care. Wars and in Zelda. The no, they were brilliant. The they were like, brilliant, but yeah. Well right. done to the actors. Like, you know, at the end of the day, we're here to play the game, man. You can play online with three people, so maybe that would be a game changer uh, a little bit. But I still think it would get boring after a while. But anyway, it's out on PlayStation, Xbox and PC, and it's 60 quid. Busy night, but there's always room for another. Okay, that, Chris has written the most rubbish joke here. So Excuse I'm just going to read what I've got in front of me. So it's a him, Alex. Right, see, that, that's funny, right? Because it's Alex instead of Mario. It's a me. It's a him. It's a me, Lee. I do. And I'm so sorry for that. Oh, thanks. Uh, I, oh, wait, I'm not finished yet. Um, I love mushrooms. Mushrooms. I say mushrooms, don't I? I need some mushrooms. Mushrooms yeah. roads. Alex, I love mushrooms roads. <laughs> Hello, Chris and Lee. It's Alex here, not with a video game review this month, but with a movie review. I'll give you some hints. It's made a billion dollars at the box office. It's going to spawn countless sequels, no doubt. It seems like everyone on planet Earth has now seen it, judging by just how much money it's made. It is, of course, the new Super Mario Brothers movie. All right. That's a go. So, first of all, is it any good? Well, yeah, it's all right, is my my two-word two review. It's all right, basically. I think the first thing to say off the bat is that this is a kid's movie, okay? This is not the sort of genre of Pixar movie that we might have got used to in that, yeah, it's ostensibly for children, but there's jokes in there for adults too, something for mum and dad to watch while the kids are enjoying themselves. Uh, no, this is just a kid's movie, basically. Um, and to describe the plot, it's very much like the plot of the Mario games. Bowser captures Princess Peach, Mario has to go and rescue her. That's basically it. Everything you think probably happens does happen, um, and it's fine. It's done in about 85 minutes, 90 minutes, something like that. So perfect if your kids are bouncing off the walls, you want to shut them up for a bit. It's got loads of bright colours and it's going to keep them quiet whilst uh, Mario does his thing on the big screen. So in a few years when Theo is causing mayhem, Chris and Lee, uh, just stick this on. Keep this on DVD, get it ready. Yeah, as I say, it's very faithful to the sort of video games and that it's very sort of simplistic and very sort of stripped back in terms of storyline. You're not going to get many twists and turns there. This isn't a Game of Thrones Mushroom Kingdom edition or anything like that. It looks great. It looks amazing. The animation is really, really nice. Everyone looks how you would expect and would want them to. Also, everyone sounds how you would want them to as well. There was a load of concern, I know, when the trailer came out and the character announcement came out that Chris Pratt was going to be voicing Mario. Um, and he does a great job. He does a really good job. He doesn't really sound much like Chris Pratt, which is good. And he sounds like Mario in a way that isn't annoying because you actually don't want like Charles Martinet, the guy who does um, Mario in the games, to be doing the voice 
the entire way through, that would get quite annoying if he has a lot of dialogue. Um, other characters, uh, Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he does Luigi. Jack Black does a great job as Bowser. Anna Taylor-Joy as Peach as well. Some other um, characters and, and big names sprinkled in there too. Seth Rogen is uh, Donkey Kong, for example. Quite a good fit, it turns out. Quite a good fit. Before we get into sort of wider things and what this movie is definitely going to cause, as well as uh, more sequels itself, biggest sort of gripe with it, also weirdest decision and clearly done by a studio. So it's got quite a nice soundtrack in terms of like, you know, it is uh, mixes sort of theatrical mixes of the classic Mario soundtrack. However, it will weirdly also do like Thunderstruck by ACDC and um, other weird like there's a Beastie Boys track in there. And it's just like really odd, clunky, like needle drops that clearly someone was like, oh, yeah, we're in Brooklyn. How do we convey we're in Brooklyn? Oh, let's put uh, uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn in by the Beastie Boys. You know, how do we sort of convey this is like a suiting up moment? Let's do Thunderstruck by ACDC. It's really like on the nose, bottom of the barrel kind of stuff, really. And when you've got like a IP, an intellectual property, with something where the, where the music is baked in and is widely recognised as one of the greatest soundtracks in video games, why do you cloud it up with all this weird sort of like, you know, needle drop pop music, rock music that you just kind of sprinkle in at random. It's really strange, but it's a minor quibble, really. This is going to mean that, you know, video game adaptations are certainly going to be the next big thing for Hollywood. This and uh, The Last of Us has basically proven that. Disney and all, every other big movie studio in the uh, in Hollywood is going to be eyeing up whatever game they can get their eyes on because they think, you know what, maybe superheroes don't have the juice anymore. Let's do a film adaption, a gritty 12-part HBO adaptation of Mrs. Pac-Man or something like that. We're going to get a lot of trash. <laughs> we hopefully might get some gems as well. It's weird in that, like, when it me- when it started making these astronomical numbers at the box office and had that huge opening weekend, the biggest opening weekend of any animated movie beating Frozen 2. All the sort of like main Hollywood analysts and things like that, people from Deadline and stuff, were like shocked and like, oh, I can't believe it. What, what What's going on? You know, who knew that this would be so big? It was obvious. Like Mario is one of the most recognisable characters in the world. There are undiscovered tribes in the Amazon who if you showed them a picture of Mario, they'd be like, oh, it's that guy from the video games. So he's, you know, combine that with like a short film a film that's purposely marketing itself to children, not to 30-year-old neckbeards like me, sniggering into our IPAs at the cinema, surrounded by families with their kids. They purposely were like, no, we don't want you people there. No, we'll, we'll give you a bit of something. You'll turn up anyway, you losers. But we're going to make, so, make make sure that the, the kids are going to enjoy themselves. They're not going to have to sit there too long. Mum and dad, I think that's a great way of you know spending the Easter weekend or whenever it came out. So, yeah. We're going to get a load more video game adaptations. We're going to probably get about 10 sequels to this film. This has made Nintendo buttloads of money. It'll be interesting to see what other games get the call up. Will will we get like a Nintendo universe? Will we get like a Samus movie? Metroid movies? You know, will we get... We've already had like the Castlevania adaptations on Netflix and things like that. Are we going to see more of the sort of big Nintendo things? Maybe. Who knows? Will we finally get Legend of Zelda TV show or movie? You would think so, wouldn't you? You would think we would do that and it would probably be animated as well. Why would you try and risk it on getting inevitably Tom Holland uh, to play Link or someone like that in a live action when clearly there is an appetite for this very sort of faithful look to the video games? We also had Uncharted out not that long ago, which was OK. It made a it made a decent amount of money, though. There'll probably be a sequel. So, you know, the age of the video game on the silver screen is back and it's going to be, you know, bigger. 
than ever. So finally, just to sort of summarise, it's a decent film. It's a kid's film. The soundtrack is really weird. The voice actors are good. The animation is great. And it's overall about a three star film. It's exactly what you think you're going to get. You get. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex. I mean, we send him on some pretty good jobs. It's the first time he's done a cinema review, though, instead of a gaming review. I quite liked it. Maybe he can be like our entertainment correspondent. He does. There's no pay rise. He makes me laugh. There's no. There's no pay grade. Like you know. There's no progression. (laughs) No progression in our. Sorry, Alex. There's one more game to mention before we have to say farewell. Well, no, before we do retro revival. Oh, okay. But anyway, it's fine. It's fine. Go on. Keep going. It's all right. I mean, you can, go, you going, can go if you this want. This is going great, Feel isn't free it today? To... <laughs> this is going great. Look, this is the highly anticipated Lord of the Rings. Gollum! Nose iron. Bites steel. Grinds hard stones to kneel. So shiny, yes. So beautiful. I tell you what, this was a hard game to play because I love Lord of the Rings. You do. My favourite films... Would you count yourself as like a bit of a geek? Yeah. My my favourite films, in order, are Lord of the Rings 2, Lord of the Rings 3, and then Lord of the Rings 1. That's not the, that's not the uh, the baby monitor going off, is it? Oh, no, you just got a text message. No, it's just, okay. just my mum. Okay, what's she saying? Something what's going on? Theo's hair. Oh, yeah, he's, he's grown some hair today. He's got more hair than Gollum. Wow. He's got three hairs. Oh, that's nice. cute, isn't it? But this game, oh my goodness me. Right. So you start off as Gollum and the intro... Gollum! Gollum! I mean, the voice acting is okay, but you're so used to what you hear in the film Look, that it's, I am it's available. not the same. Look, if you're listening right now, I am available. I can do the part. You can't just say I'm available. You have to say I'm available for voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> I am available. I am available. It's fine. In life. It's fine. We're married. Don't I'm not worry doing about. much. Don't worry. We're, we're married. It's fine. Um, so so all of the models, like the, the Gollum model, the walls, all of the kind of what they call the in-game assets, everything is too low resolution. The graphics are too bad. Oh, so man. that's the starting point. The voicing is pretty good. Not as good as Andy Serkis from the films, but it's pretty good. You can, Does I, Andy Serkis do this? No. But I can get... I can. The voices are okay. Why don't... Why, right. Answer me this. Why don't the actors who play the characters in the movies, do do it for the games. Because they're probably not paid enough money. Or Andy Serkis is a busy man because he is a huge CGI film director oh. and he does like uh, Planet of, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Fall of the Planet of the Apes. He does that. He does everything. Wow. He's a busy, busy man. He so he probably doesn't have time to do the voice for this game. Fair enough. I am available all the time and I'm mega cheap. Well, that's true. Um <laughs> There's this. Uh, what's really funny is that then Gandalf appears, but he's not called Gandalf. I don't know if they didn't pay for the rights to call him Gandalf, but they, they, it just says wizard in the voiceover. Oh, it's you're like a wizard, Harry. We know it, it's Gandalf, so don't just say wizard. Uh, it's all of it. The whole environment was dull. The platforming was rubbish. There's nothing worse than a dull kind of. You know when everything's dark and yeah. you're like you're yeah, straining yeah. to see, and like you're that. like. It's like being back in the 1990s when you're like, you can't really see anything, so you have to turn all the lights off and get the, get the blackout blinds. It's beige. The whole world beige. is beige. Now, when you're sprinting, you can sprint for three seconds and then that's it for Gollum. I mean, that's me these days. Whereas he can hang off a ledge Ooh. for days. I mean, it is Gollum. I just didn't get that. And there's the other thing where there's these orcs with helmets on, and because they have a helmet, you literally can't kill them. Um. Whereas if they don't, you can strangle them to death. It's like, I don't think that helmets have... 
neck protection necessarily. Just there's just so many weird decisions about this game. And for one of the best characters, yeah, it, yeah, it, to play a game as Gollum, yeah, he's cool. got two personalities yeah. fighting against each other. Yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much that potential. could have been done. So much potential, right? And it, it just misses the boat. So out of ten, two for the two personalities wow, he has. Harsh man, rubbish. Um, you do, you just can't have fun playing it. And it's forty pounds on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. But hilarious, right? This is this will make you laugh. There's a precious edition. You didn't do it in the voice. No, you're going to do oh, it because you're available. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait. <clears throat> There's also a my Precious edition. Worryingly good. Um, <laughs> precious just... You know the word precious can mean expensive. Well, this literally is just an expensive edition because it's, oh. it's 52 quid and, and you don't really get like anything else oh. except for a downloadable voiceover where the L's speech, speak in a special language. That's literally kind wow. of it. I just... Anyway, that's enough of that. Hello. Hello. Follow me. Okay. Pokemon Stadium. Shall we? Shall we? Did you ever play Pokemon Stadium as yes. a kid? What, did, what Do you remember? So Pokemon Stadium, there was, there was the main bit where yes. you fought the Pokemon mm-hmm. battles without the the Pokemon exploring. You just literally... Yes. It was just a fighting mode. Yeah. But then there was all the mini games. Yes. And I forgot about the mini games. And I was playing this, and I thought they're, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like throw the Ekan snake on the on the. What's it's it a called? bit like Dig so- Dug Dug Trio. It might be a little bit of Sonic the Hedgehog because you had the main game, and then you could also play the little bonus games, like as the well. fast sprinting sections. So, look, GoldenEye was remastered, and I thought it was shocking because the controls were terrible. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I just hope this isn't another GoldenEye situation because. And was it? Uh, it was fun, but just not for long uh, enough. Like the mini games were awesome for about ten minutes. I enjoyed that. Um, the problem is that the best thing about Pokemon Stadium was that you know when you played on the Game Boy, yeah, you would get your Pokemon from the Game Boy and you could transfer yes. them. Yes, that was into like mind, Pokemon that Stadium, mind blowing, right? And then your own Pokemon could be trained up in Pokemon Stadium and then put back you into your main game. Do you game. have like a little attachment, yeah, like a link cable or whatever they used a to call it? A link cable, right? You could you could swap. Couldn't you? Yes. You could trade Pokemon with people. Pokemon. So this version of Pokemon Stadium, Stadium, the, the big catch, pun intended. Oh anyway, uh, Sorry, we've already lost all our listeners back, way back. For the, <laughs> way back on the first review. That's not available. Uh, you, can't, <laughs> you can't transfer your Pokemon into the game. Oh, this is rubbish. So that was the whole point. Yeah. So, and the whole point was that you could see your Pokemon in 3D. Yes. That was the, that was the kicker. So to not be able to do that, means that you can't coach your own butterfree to to pokemon stadium glory or whatever your jigglypuff you can't you can't do it so you end up playing with the generic pokemon which you have no connection to and so therefore it's lost all of its charm so it's getting a one out of ten wow it's the basic get the basics right before you bother doing anything else how much is it it's free if you have a nintendo switch online well i mean you know which is not maybe bump it up to a two then all right, it's a two then. Power up. That's it. Is that it? That is it. The oh. end. I've got some. So these are the games that we've got to play for next month. Okay. We've got. I like how he says "got to play." You, you're playing Crash Team Rumble, <gasps> which is like 
Smash Brothers, but with all the Crash characters. Yes! So it's like a fighting, oh, jumping around days. thing. It sounds right up my street. We've also got uh, Redfall, which is very badly reviewed uh, all over the place. But it's by the people who did Dishonored, my favourite game series where you're an assassin. So I'm looking forward to that, even though people are not reviewing it that well. I think it looks good. And Diablo 4. Diablo where you basically kill monsters for days. So that's that. I mean, that's right that's up it. your street, isn't it? Yeah, I like Diablo. I like as long as phone... it doesn't take more than one swipe. Well, yeah, that's kind of one of the problems with Diablo. I liked the phone, uh, the mobile phone version they did, which was free though. That was really awesome, and that was a kind of lead-in to Diablo Four. I've got it sitting there on the PS Five, and now that Theo's in bed in the evenings, you can do whatever you want for six hours, and I'll go and play Diablo. You know, what I'd like to. I'd like to know. I'd like to know what. What are people starting their kids off on? That's like, a is good like, question. Like, first game ever. you've always said that you'd want to start them on the the, the most rubbish console. Yeah. So, like, get the Sega Mega Drive out the loft. It's the same with TV. Or I want like, them to watch terrible telly. Right. So that then and when they're watching up. mind-blowing... Don't just, get, don't just go straight in and give them the PS5. Don't go with Breaking Bad to start with on TV. Or, yeah, don't PS5. Start with the PS1. So, like, we'd start Theo on, like, Altered Beast on the Sega Mega Drive and say... Game Boy. Oh, wow. Come okay. on. The Game Boy, but the grey one. Oh, wow. That's cruel. No, he, he can play Mario. Not even the colour version. No, because he, he can have that for his oh, sixth yeah, birthday. Christmas, yeah. <laughs> so what, what are people like? How are they introducing gaming to their kids? That's a good question. You know, what console, what games, how, much scre- how do you control how much screen time they have? Like, if you have any tips for us i mean our, our baby's only four months old but you never know when he's six months old well he's already <laughs> well, started like, oh, the controller. when paw patrol is on the laptop he's already started <laughs> reaching for the screen hasn't he which is slightly worrying and he presses the buttons oh. i'm like um can you just not do that please look get in touch the usual way at naked gaming pod we're on twitter there's also facebook and all the usual places right that's it and we'll see you next time here on the naked gaming podcast 